Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy Hump Day. How you doing, Jax? Want to hump me? Want to hump you? I will decline politely. It's disgusting. Thank you for the offer. I know you're surrounded by people who are desperate to hump you, though, so I don't feel bad. I am very blessed. Thank you, you for blessed. pointing that out. I'm looking at a gorgeous pillow of doot dadu, and I know that he would love to hump you today. Oh, I think I forgot to, I shared on my Instagram, but a little update with Theo, and I totally forgot to tell you the second part, because I found out yesterday. Me? Not so me. you guys know, we took Theo to the doctor. His leg was bothering him. And of course, we ended up discovering he has a heart murmur. And I freaked out. I was crying, crying, crying. We did a full EKG. And it was probably the best news we could have gotten. It's very moderate. He doesn't even need to go on meds. Um, and now we just monitor it for the rest of his life. A point might come. It could get worse. But now we know about it. So we're going to go every six months to get his heart checked. If it gets worse, he goes on meds. If it doesn't, he, it shouldn't you know, affect his life. Beautiful. This I knew. But then the whole reason we went for his leg, we finally got the answers too. Because when he got his heart done, we just got him like a whole body x-ray. My poor little angel has a bit of moderate arthritis. That's so Theo though. I know. If and that's know, a tough diagnosis. If you know Theo, like arthritis is on brand for him and his personality. I'm surprised I don't have arthritis. Like it's kind of so me. Yeah. Well, don't like take away from your boy's shine. This is his no. moment. Like not so, to make arthritis about you. <laughs> it wasn't a great diagnosis because, you know, you can't take an antibiotic. Arthritis is for life. Same for humans. You know, it's just right. it, it is what it is. Of course, I made an appointment with the top arthritis doctorate. No, not the top, just the one that I found. Um, and I'm on it. You know, given how scared I was, all of this news, well, I wish it was, I wish there was no news, but I have to have perspective how much worse this all could have been. Yes. So I'm so thankful, so, Theo. Always in our hearts. And I, I, I spoke to so many dog moms, especially calf moms. You know, the community is small. It's basically just me and Ariel Charnas. I spoke to her. Um, her cavalier has a heart murmur. I feel good. Everybody gave me really great advice. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay. He's going to be okay. It is okay. He is going to be okay. We're do strong. Do strong. We need to make bracelets. Like live strong. <laughs> that was the craziest time in America. I know, but it was so pure. It was like this was this fad. And at its core, it was a really great message. And it was for like a really good it's so true. Initiative. And the bracelets like were so ugly. And yet the uh, the importance of the message, message and the initiative outweighed the ugliness of the bracelets. It wasn't like it was this fad and it was like this designer thing. It was just yeah, well, like oh, an that's ugly what I was rubber say. yellow bracelet. 
that's similar to what I was going to say is that what I really liked about the trend was that like everybody had it, but they weren't attainable. They weren't hard to come no, by. They, they were, weren't expensive. They were only hard to come by in the sense that they were so popular and exclusive. People were getting like knockoff ones. Like, do you have an original one or do you have like yeah. one off the street? They weren't expensive if you could get your hands on them, but you couldn't get your hands on them. We desperately need to bring back Livestrong bracelets. I can't remember a time when our country has ever been more unified than we, when we were raising money for blank. A certain cancer? kind of cancer, yes. I I feel like it was like Lance Armstrong. Yeah, no? it was giving Lance Armstrong for sure. I think he but was Lance affiliated. Armstrong had testicular, and I don't think we were all running around with bracelets for testicular cancer, were we? I don't think so. Maybe it was just like live strong bracelets. Cause meaning. Yellow silicone wristbands that say live strong. They were created specifically for fundraising purposes for cancer research. However, as time went on, they went, they became very fashionable and popular. I thought you were going to say as time went on, it turns out none of the proceeds were helping cancer well, research. Because that that's would happen. That's the documentary that's next. But I think it's cancer in general. Love the message. Such a unifying time for our country. God bless America. We sold 80, we, 80 million wristbands <sighs> generating $100 million in donations for cancer survivors. Wait, 80 million bracelets only made $100 million? They were like about $1. They weren't expensive. That was iconic. No, like, I'm sorry. Whoever spearheaded that campaign deserves like a Can Lion Award, a Nobel Peace Can Prize. Can Lion. I guess Nobel because of the, of the money raised, but it really was about the marketing, whoever started Jackie, wearing them. And then eventually like other people, you know, got crazy. And I think they went off into their different sex. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure you could get a pink bracelet that would be right. for breast cancer. Like all the different colors and categories, people kind of broke off into their own tribes as now, humans do. That's human nature, can, but never forget the me? yellow that unified us. Where did we buy them? I think like, Probably the Nike store. That's what I was going to say. But was it a Nike initiative? Maybe Nike had partnered with Livestrong. And you could probably get them online if people were shopping online. No, like these days you would have gotten one on Amazon. But like where were we getting Livestrong bracelets? I feel like they would just materialize in front of you. They like were somebody developed had an extra. by Nike and its advertising agency, Wyden and Kennedy. I'm sure that Wyden and Kennedy won something for this. Ad age award. Yeah. Wow, throwback. Throwback. What were we saying? We have, do how strong. Do strong bracelets. Thank you for tracing back to the origins of that conversation. We have a great show. It's Wednesday. We have three, seriously, top tier dear toasters today. Ooh, great. We also have some pretty good stories. I had actually an abundance that I whittled down. I also was going to sit here and recap my evening at Heidi Klum's Halloween party, but you know my ass vlogged it for Patreon, so I'll save the exclusive. But can we talk about my costume really quickly? Like, I know everyone's sick of me in my four costumes. Oh, yeah, because you're that person. But I think I saved the best for last. For sure. That was your most intentional costume. Yeah, it was like the one I planned out for weeks, like literally not me being on like Poshmark and Etsy. What was your second costume? Oh, no, your Travis. first was... Skeleton, then leather dress, Travis, Fran. Cheek crack hole. You got it. <laughs> and I just honestly, never in my life would I have styled my hair like that. Like if I ever get my hair done, I'm the most boring client ever. Right. Like beachy waves. You think they're doing beachy waves in France? Like that's me. I'm obsessed with wearing my hair like that. Like it kind of looked good. Yeah. Why wouldn't it look good? She was a gorgeous girl. It was just some of a different time, but like still gorgeous. That's what why it was a good costume because you know you looked really like someone else, 
but you still looked pretty. Like yes. I didn't have to put on like a big fake nose, you know? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be able to do that because then you would get canceled more so than being an actual anti-Semite. But if you wear a nose, uh oh no. Oh nose. Oh nose. Um so yeah, that was my night. I'm not going to recap it too much because there was some good celebrity uh, situation. Actually, I do want to say one thing that happened and I got it in the vlog. Do you have celebs in your vlog? Yeah, yeah, because me and Ben went with Taylor and Taylor Lautner. So it's crawling with celebs, your vlog? It's crawling with celebs. And after the party, we went to get sushi. And when we got out of the Uber, there was a girl walking down the street um, in costume and she was dressed with her boyfriend or friend as Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh my God, and you were with Taylor Lautner. And Taylor saw them when we were getting out of the car and just like walked right over to them. And Jackie, like they, I don't know, Jackie, they were guffawed. As they should be. They were shocked. He was wearing a wig. So we like ripped the wig off because nobody was able to like tell who he was in the wig. It was honestly the cutest thing ever. They were freaking out. No, that's not okay. That would be like you running into Fran Drescher in your costume. Yeah. Oh my God. Do a lot of people dress up as Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Honestly, I feel like, yeah. It's a good niche costume. Yeah, and they were just dying, screaming, taking a thousand pictures. No, I'm seriously not okay for these people. So you got this on the vlog? Yeah, my dumb ass like stopped recording in the middle and I'm holding up my phone and I think I'm recording the whole time and I'm literally not. Oh, it's okay. But but I I tried to, I got it in the vlog. So that was just what, it's a really good vlog. I'm so excited to watch. Also, Ben's story last night was so crazy of every piece of sushi where did you go? And who allowed him to, I, I couldn't, what was it? 40 pieces of sushi on his story? Jackie, think about being there, being so hungry and not eating sushi. Oh, but like, was he on his phone the whole time taking pictures yeah. of sushi? Yeah. And did he ever, like, was it kind of like a prank? Like, I'm just going to like spam my feed with 40 pieces of sushi. I wasn't like thinking so much about Ben's social media strategy. <laughs> I was thinking about how absolutely ravenous I was. And you know, like omak- it was omakase, which is like that type of sushi where you sit at the bar. There's no menu. Like they just give you piece by piece and you eat what piece they give you. Piece <laughs> That song is actually really about the omakase experience. It is. And I had to say like, oh no, I'm not doing the omakase. Like, can I have a bowl of rice? Did you get and- it? Yeah, but the thing about omakase is like, it's a really serious like Japanese tradition. Like they don't take lightly to your American bullshit yeah but they do especially the ones in new york they know kosher style so ben couldn't just like sit down and be like you know fuck it up he had to say like no shellfish and they know kosher style so that they're not bothered by like they're actually really accommodating for me like i was trying so hard to be like you know funny and be like ah and eventually i think i won the chef over but he takes his craft really seriously and someone like me coming and taking a seat at this table at this bar the restaurant that seats maybe eight people they were like get the fuck out of here bitch why did you go there well, so we were trying to make a dinner reservation. It was a Tuesday. It was like 11 o'clock. There weren't many options. A diner? So I, that was a, a backup option. But like, you know, this is a group of people who like enjoy fine dining. It's omakase or a diner? I mean, for me, it's always going to be a diner. For Ben, it's always going to be omakase. I've never had omakase. If you enjoy sushi and like you really respect the art of sushi, like you watch the documentary Jiro Dreams of Sushi... You will love it. I'm like half of, I like sushi. I don't know that, like, I've not seen the documentary. I respect sushi. Like, you didn't see Jiro Dreams of Sushi? No. I feel like there was a time when that was like the documentary everyone was talking about, remember? Yeah. But just added to the list with Avatar, things everyone saw that I didn't. For me, it's Wedding Crashers. You're wrong for that. And it's not like I have something against Wedding Crashers. It's just, I'm like, uh, merely circumstantial. Like, I've never seen it. That's really crazy. 
and it's, it's always, always on, on TV, so I've seen bits and pieces of okay. it. Like definitely, I've seen the scene where you know they crash the wedding, but that's it. Okay, you should. It's you should remedy that. You would like it. It's it's just a, no. I know it's just a crazy thing about me. That is pretty crazy. I'm sure you've told me that before, but it feels like the first time, the very first time. Oh God, let's not go down this rabbit hole. Some of our older toasters were literally their ears were bleeding listening to us talk about like 80s rock. For I sure, think it's 80s. we knew it would. Like as I was speaking, I was like- I knew we were, you knew you were causing pain. I, I knew I was veering into territory I should not be in. It feels like the first time. Who sings that song yet? No, I'm kidding. Who sings it? No clue. I think, oh, it was like, a, it was a band that we hadn't heard of and that's what started the whole thing. It was like no, no, no. the revolutionists or something. I thought what the, started- The fundamentalists. I thought what started it was- um, The foreigner. Thank you. That's what I said. Foreigner. But I thought what started it was the song, um, and it brings out the woman in- Oh, wait, it's the same song. <laughs> we have to stop. Yes. We have to stop. Maybe since we keep going to this place, like maybe we were meant to be here. Right, maybe the universe is bringing us to this place to begin our journey. Journey, journey the band. Oh, people that like that keep calling it the band journey. But like, I don't want you guys to think I'm talking about a journey. Like, oh wait, also I meant to issue a correction. Randy Jackson was in Journey, like briefly. He played backup. He wasn't like an official member, but he's definitely a part of their history. So you're saying Google got it right? Yeah, shocking. That is Google shocking. Got it right. Okay, cool. What were we saying? I had one more thing to say about whatever we were saying. Dear Toasters, Omakase, my journey at he- Heidi's Halloween. Heidi's Halloween. Did you see the peacock in IRL? I did not. Cool. One year I just like want her to go as like, you know, like a nurse. <laughs> yeah, from Spirit Halloween. Like I think that would be the only thing that could actually shock people at this point. Yeah, she, I feel like, is getting more and more extreme every year. Like, last year was the worm. Yeah. The year before that, she dresses herself with, like, a bunch of clones. That one was, I thought was cute. Um, I just feel like she's on this vicious hamster wheel where she has to keep outdoing herself. And honestly, she needs to reset. She needs to reset. Like, go to Spirit Halloween, off the rack, show up, see what happens. Off the rack. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into everything because we have a lot to accomplish today. Oh, we didn't even talk about Toastoween, how well-received that was. Yesterday was a crazy long day, and Toastoween was a highlight. I think that's going to go in our Hall of Fame. Ben really made the episode. Ben made the episode. I Seriously, like, I can't. He's deeply unwell, and (laughs) Halloween is the time where he gets, like, really express that side of himself because I'm always, like, suppressing it. yeah. And I'm glad that he got that out of his system. It was so great on the episode. It was so funny. And I loved every minute of being Jason Kelsey. I too enjoyed being Trav. I like being a man once a year. I I like being a man too, honestly. It's so chill. It's so chill. But Even I the also, way we were sitting. I missed ch- no, I missed crossing my legs. You could see I was like fighting it the whole time. By the way, during the ads, I was crossing my legs because I could go back to being dirty and then when the ads were over, I had to start manspreading again. Manspreading is like not that comfortable. Yeah. But I guess it's because we don't have penises. Yet. <laughs> right. Like, next year's Halloween. Next Halloween, we're going to get really, We're going to really, get penises. <laughs> we're going to get really serious. So into character. I think, honestly, I can't imagine anything more uncomfortable than having a dick. Like, who needs that? Yeah. 
Not I. Different strokes for different folks. So I believe, without further, without further. a do to do to do about do strong, our newest campaign. Here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories for do strong that you need to know are brought to you by State Farm. The State Farm personal price plan helps you create an affordable price that's just for you. The plan's all about being personal to you and your needs. So that means that you are getting the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. Think about it like this. From your go-to coffee order to your favorite pair of sweatpants, we know you love to personalize your entire day just like we do. My days these days, especially in my new apartment, like I'm on a routine. And if anything comes in and like messes that up, it bothers me because like our day-to-days are so personal. Think about my coffee. How long did it take me to figure out how I like my coffee? A year months yeah and now here I am and I don't like to mess with that so I get that's what State Farm is all about personalization just makes everything better State Farm believes that insurance should work the same way your plan your coverage your selections all can be personalized by you now think let's take a very example Jax and I have you ever met two girls more similar we finish each other's sandwiches right even our insurance needs are so different, even though we're so similar. You know, Jax lives in another state. She is a homeowner. She is a car owner. Like, she has a lot of things going on that I don't have. She has, you know, dependence. So State Farm understands that. So like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices do vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Let me try that one more time. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Today's episode is also brought to you by Mattress Firm. When you sleep on the right mattress, everything becomes clear. The right mattress matters, and Mattress Firm will find yours for you this Black Friday. They're having their big sale where you can win big on Black Friday. Shop unbeatable deals at Mattress Firm before they're gone. Uh, You can shop in-store or online at mattressfirm.com. My mattress, yes, it's from Mattress Firm. It's a few years old. It's in amazing condition. It's from Tempur-Pedic that I got at Mattress Firm, and I believe I got it on the Black Friday sale when I first moved into my apartment a long time ago. And the good news is that I don't need a new mattress because the one I got for Mattress Firm is so stunning. But for my second bedroom, I do. And I will be taking advantage of this Black Friday sale for Mattress Firm in-store and online. It's important to support good sleep habits by optimizing you and your family's routine around sleep and around bedtime. As sleep disruptors change due to age, location, arrival of new kids, a foundation and routine will help you overcome those hurdles. So with the holidays around the corner, Take advantage of this Black Friday sale. You also need to like have a good mattress. You have family coming over. Like you need to be able to sleep soundly because your bed is your sanctuary. You took the word. What did I just say? We finished each other's sanctuaries. So shop the Black Friday sale from we finished each other's sanctuary. <laughs> Sorry, I was just listening to that because I was trying to, you know, do this. Um, so the Black Friday sale is going on in store and online at mattressfirm.com. Do not miss it. They have amazing brands. They have amazing bed accessories like pillows and stuff. And just don't miss out. Today's episode is also brought to you by Ring Concierge, the leading luxury jeweler committed to designs by women for everyone. Ring Concierge offers accessible, on-trend, and wearable everyday fine jewelry for how the modern woman stacks and layers her pieces. Ring Concierge has fine jewelry made to be worn every day. They create custom handcrafted engagement rings and specialize in getting you the biggest diamond within your budget. Ring Concierge makes fine jewelry at every price point, and it's an internet and celebrity cult favorite jewelry brand for a reason. They're one of my favorite brands to follow on Instagram. I feel like I've followed them for a while now. It's just like jewelry porn, and their pieces are fabulous. I like to invest in jewelry that I can have forever, that I don't have to like take off every time I need to go for a run, you know, because I'm always going for runs. <laughs> 
Um, and it's also great for gift giving season. So gift giving season is around the corner, whether that's giving a gift to yourself or to someone you love or, you know, a gentle nudge to the partner in your life. You know, oh, I hear Ring Concierge does fabulous bridal jewelry. Oh, I hear they get you the best, biggest diamond for your budget. Just a gentle nudge. That time of year is around the corner. And so make sure you are well-versed in the knowledge of Ring Concierge. They have excellent quality, really trusted brand, and... You can shop their fine jewelry at ringconcierge.com. Use code TOAST for 20% off your fine jewelry purchase. That's a big chunk of change. TOAST, T-O-A-S-T, is the code at ringconcierge.com for 20% off your fine jewelry purchase. Um, So make sure to send a link, you know? Something you like there? Holiday season around the corner? Send the link. Send the code, too. Send the code. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our first story, New Flame of Thrones. Sophie Turner's moved on from Joe Jonas as she snogs a UK aristocrat who has just ditched his royal ex. Oh, I'm obsessed. Yeah, so Sophie Turner shared a tender kiss with one of Britain's most eligible bachelors who has just ditched a real-life princess. Sophie wrapped her arms around aristocrat Peregrine Pearson, whose family are said to be worth 224 million pounds, as he courteously removed... What's the conversion? Let me just look. It's almost one-to-one, so I think it's a little... More dollars, but it's always changing these days. The dollar is crap. Right, right. pounds crap. dollars. I just need to see. It's not two seventy two. Two seventy two. Oh, two seventy two. Um, he removed his hat to snog her in Paris, and then they reunited later at the Rugby World Cup, where she presented the trophy to the Rugby World Cup, looking amazing. Looking so gorgeous in a in such a cool, gorgeous outfit. Also worth noting, Peregrine is the heir of the fourth Viscount Cowdray, and he split from King Charles's goddaughter, model Princess Maria Olympia of Greece and Denmark, twenty-seven Ooh, in September. Olympia. Okay, I needed to just like look up a picture of this man so I could visualize. I didn't hear this story, so you're delivering this news to me. The, in real the time. The sun. Go to the sun. They have the photo of them kissing on the street in Paris and the photo of the ex-girlfriend photo from rugby it had okay. they have the team i'm obsessed with this i feel like remember how we always say like when joe jonas was dating Gigi Hadid, it was like very hard for him to like top that yeah. and he ended up with sophie turner and honestly like crushed it and same goes now for sophie turner like the jonas brothers are really like america's sweetheart they're so famous ever. where do you go from there honestly like it's hard you really do have to pivot like and pivot she pivot did. she did this is a, a wonderful pivot we know she wants to be spending time in the UK nothing like a a homegrown boy okay I'm looking at these photos let me say I love what she's wearing yeah to this rugby oh rugby love affair. what she's wearing she, she's got great style obsessed oh his ex-girlfriend was King Charles's goddaughter I said that but oh, I'm sorry I was looking for pictures and I wasn't listening she's so like classic British aristocrat looking girl. She looks like the type of girl who dated Prince Harry. Greek and Denmark aristocrat, yeah. Obsessed. Um, He's very handsome. He's not like so hot, which I think is good. Nobody wants to date someone who's like so hot. Then you always have to be just like looking over your shoulder at, you know, what harlot is trying to steal your man. But for sure, you still need to look over your shoulder. They want to steal your aristocrat too. A hundred percent. I'm obsessed with this situation. Aristocracy is exactly what Sophie needed. For real. Like, she's a British queen. She's the queen of the North. Yeah. And I love her. Yeah, I feel like that's that's her vibe. I'm sure he, like, gets down. She likes to have a good time. 
they can, you know, travel the world, go to these events, have a good time. Like he's on her level. Like there's nowhere that like he gets invited to that they wouldn't be more than happy to have her at, you know? Yeah. And and I'm sure like same goes for him. Like there's nowhere he can't get into. It's like it's like that yeah. that TikTok, do you know who my father is? Right, right. When I buy this club. <laughs> I I'm so happy. I also do feel like someone could say like, this is relatively quick. I don't fucking care. I feel like when it's so contentious and it was, I'm sorry, you can't convince me with like the media, like you're the love you had is gone. You are so ready to be loved and moved on. I'm obsessed. Does this guy have kids? I don't think no. so. I don't think he's ever been married. He's 29. So probably not. He's probably like, you know, a little bit bachelor, bachelor boy, but I feel like he would give it all up for Sophie. No, I'm so happy. And like, also, I love I'm this. sure people will be like, she's moving on too quickly. Like, I, I agree with you. I don't care. Who knows how yeah. miserable they were for how long. And like, she's young. Like, get back out there. Yeah, no, like what? We should be wasting our lives being missed. Find no, some joy in your life. And it's like, even if this isn't like her next relationship, it might be soon for a relationship just because you need to grieve and everything. Like, yep. why can't you have fun? Why can't you enjoy life? Uh, that's a good question. Whatever no happened to fun? love I love this and she's just so chic and like these types of events like no other celebrities going to like the world cup of rugby like it's so elevated yeah it is and I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see who Joe dates I feel like he's like not gonna date someone for a while yeah but I think he'll impress with whoever he like who he dates next he has nice taste in the ladies he does he does that's very true they all do they all do Everyone does, because women are wonderful. It's so true. <laughs> so true. Uh, so congrats, Sophie. We will be keeping a close eye on these two. I feel like it's been so long since you told me something on the toast. Like, I genuinely had no idea about. I love that for us. Like, I hadn't even heard. I love that breaking news for Turdy. Me too. And maybe for some other people. Yeah. Look up these pics. The sun has the pic. They're, like, at the train station smooching. Love. Yeah. Okay, let's get into our next story. You ready? Mm -hmm. There's been some fallout from this Variety Bravo article that came out. I saw. Two notable things. First, Bethany Frankel and Ebony K. Williams are kind of um, beefing. beefing. Bethany clapped back at Ebony for telling her to fuck off with a screenshot of a conversation from three years ago. So in response to the Variety article and... Um, Bethany, you know, championing the the Real Union. Housewives and unionizing, whatever. Um, Bethany had said, um, she expressed negative opinion about the reality star's efforts. Sorry, Ebony said, you think I'm going to get yeah. let some white girl speak for me with my experience with a billion dollar corporation? Right. They were referring to this lawsuit. And then Bethany's like representing a lot of people. And Ebony was asked, like, are you a part of this? And she's like, uh, no. Right, so then Bethany posted a screenshot of her DMs with Ebony. She wrote in response to Ebony K. Williams telling me to fuck off. And it was a message from Ebony from June 2020 saying, we met on a private flight from Palm Beach to New York City a couple of years ago. Just thank you, thanking you for consistently using your platform for tangible change. And then Bethany responded when she saw it in August 2022. Wow, I never saw this, thanks, and I'm sorry, so late. So I guess it's Bethany saying like, oh, you didn't want me to fuck off then, but now I'll fuck, you know, like... I don't think that screenshot really proves anything. It just proves like she was once uh, a fan. But she's not being a, like, if the message had said, like, oh, my God, Kelly, I bet you, like, love, here's the picture we took. Like, I don't think it's, like, a damning thing. Actually, I think what Ebony said is, like, a very um, 
respectful and nice compliment. Like of all the things someone could say to Bethany, like to to commend her on her charity is so it's such a nice thing. Yeah. So I don't really feel like this message proves anything other than like Ebony being a nice girl. Yeah, I think it just proves that at one point like Ebony had respect for Bethany and now she's telling her to fuck off. Yeah, and I'm sure Ebony now has a lot more experience with Bethany. You think? Yeah. What would their experience have been? Like, I feel like the way that, I don't know when I when I hear about like things Bethany said about the new Roni women, it's like so. Mm. I am sure at the time I don't remember. I am sure when when Ebony came on the show, I'm sure Bethany like wasn't you know receptive woman supporting woman queen. Understood. You know? Okay. Like, I don't, Ebony's not a mean person. I don't think Ebony would say something about Bethany unless she had a reason to dislike her, honestly. Yeah, or she and just I, doesn't want to be a part of whatever Bethany's got cooking for whatever right. reason. Like, she she wants to do her own thing. Like, she's not going to have Bethany speak yeah. for her. Like, plus, as we said, like, Bethany did get so much from the show. She, like, she's not in the same position as the people that she's proclaiming no. to want to champion. Represent. It's true. And also, I think with her own with her union and her lawsuit, I think a lot of people feel like Bethany, her heart is definitely in the right place, but she might have some ulterior motives and like her being the face of the movement. So maybe Ebony's like, no, if I have my own experience, like I'm going to champion that on my own, not under someone's umbrella. Yeah. Maybe that's what she was saying. Yeah, but a fuck off is a little strong. Agreed, agreed. But sometimes, you know, you say things in a strong way and... No, and I know if somebody ever transcribed something I yeah, said... it comes off trans harsher. It does, I'm always like, oh, that bitch. But I'm not calling that person a B-I-T-C-H. I'm like, oh, that bitch, you know? Yeah. Or it can be like, oh, fuck so, off with that. Not like, fuck off. Yeah. So verbal transcriptions, honestly, do nobody any favors. I agree. But then the second part of the variety thing that I think is bigger news. Ramona. Ramona yeah. has been dropped from BravoCon after using a partial racial slur in a text to a Page Six reporter. So... Ramona, as we discussed on the show when the Variety article came out, there was a allegation that there was a hot sheet um, that had that said that Ramona used the N word, and then mm -hmm. Ramona texted a Page Six reporter a screenshot of a Page Six article. The screenshot that said this: the real estate. Real estate brokers comment about Roni not needing black people reportedly made producers hot sheet a post filming document that recounts on camera dialogue and action in detail. And Ramona texted that to the reporter and said, this never was on the hot sheet. If you read Vanity Fair article, please remove. And the reporter wrote back, that was changed yesterday. Then, okay, so Ramona was texting with a Page Six reporter. The Page Six reporter was kind of recapping, writing other stories for Page Six about the Vanity Fair and they, article. And they, they clearly misrepresented what Spoke. the Vanity Fair article said. So Ramona was just like clearing her name. And then okay. Ramona said, this is also upsetting. And the word I used was, quote, N word, like. Wait, this what is going to be a very hard story. <laughs> right, right. She right. said I used the word N word, like. <laughs> she she said it. No, the N okay. like N word. <laughs> she she wrote N W O R D. N W O R D. Okay, that's the okay. word she used. Not Wait, not what? the slur. So Ramona texted N-W-O-R-D to the page six. Yes, and she said, that's what she said. When when the article said... Oh, 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 okay. said Ramona's saying she never used the real she, word. She just said, quote, okay, yeah, N-word. We'll, we'll say real word and... Yeah, uh, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. 
This is hard. This is hard. So Ramona's telling the page six person, I never used real word. The word I used was N word. And then she goes, not N dash G dot, 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 dot. So okay. the N- Ramona the, has got to be stopped. So the like, N dash G is the partial slur that Ramona used that's gotten her drop from BravoCon. Honestly, I highly doubt it was just this. It's the whole thing. Like, I don't know if they would have dropped her. I think they would have dropped her just anyways. But like, but like, but why would they, uh, this is my issue with all of this. It's like they drop her now, even though they had her at the last BravoCon when this had already been done. They knew. They knew this yep. was done. This is not new information to anyone there. It's just about like how they look to public the public perception. Like, what do you actually fucking stand for? No, that's so true. It's so true because Ebony said, and in the article, like this whole thing happened in like 2021. Yeah. So it's years. We had heard like rumors about it. There was an investigation and they didn't feel compelled to do anything out of, you know, the goodness of their heart or out of righteousness or out of what they felt was right and wrong. Now it came out in Vanity Fair. They still didn't even do anything. And then this text message, which if if everything in the Vanity Fair article is true, this text message is small in the grand scheme right, of things. Right, like this text and is going to be what she's getting asked for after all the other allegations. Like it just, it's very... But that's so Bravo. That's like so, they we just, say this all the time about like things happen years before, and it's not until like they get some heat, even though they knew about these things, like endure, like things were n- proceeded as right. normal. Ramona was on Ultimate Girls Trip. Like they don't really care. It's just about public perception, which is lame. Yeah. So now, so she, I guess this is like really the, probably the final straw for Ramona with the network. But I feel like she like was already thought, done with the network. Both like there's not really a job for her because they don't they're not doing Roni Legacy. I guess she was doing mm-hmm. the ultimate girls trips, but she's also said she's like done with it. She's in a great place and she's just living her life. Yeah. But if she was going to BravoCon, like that's the thing with BravoCon really created like another dimension of Bravo liberties of people who aren't on the air, but who still will come to Bravo, BravoCon, maybe be on Watch Happens Live, like the shots of Sunset people were at BravoCon last year and the show had been canceled. Do you canceled. get paid to go to BravoCon? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I feel like it's... But you get an opportunity to do like a, a thing at your at a booth for your brand. Right. Like you can sell t-shirts, your merch. So you make money. But also if you went on Housewives for fame, like that's probably the most famous you'll ever feel. Rewarding. That's like what we talked about the uh, this week when the article came out, the housewife who said like, how will I ever be happier than this? Because she was just like showered right. with love and fame. And your name is being chanted. Yeah. Yeah. So I do feel like this has to be sort of the end of the road for Ramona's relationship with Bravo in any capacity. It's just so weak from Bravo that it's because of this, based on everything else that, that was said, and she still in had the a article. relationship with them. Like, and it was it was like buried. Yeah, but if it, yeah. it if they stand so against this, and where were where were you when it happened? Where were you then? I also feel like this um, article. Like, yes, we're talking about the fallout and, like, the backlash, but I don't really feel like it moved the needle that much. I don't think people were really shocked by anything in it. Yeah. And I don't think they really care. Yeah. I haven't really heard much, aside from, like, what the two things I just shared, but that's also me seeking it out for stories today. Like, I really didn't hear about it organically on my own. Right. So, that's what's going on in the Bravo world. Are you excited for BravoCon? I am. I actually, like, leave really soon. I need to get outfits. And... I'm lit. You should rewear what you wore for Halloween last night, like as a regular outfit for life. Really? Yeah, you looked great. 
Okay. Like France, she had style, she had flair, she was there. That's how became Shinani. But she also like like had eternally good style. Style, yeah, she was kind of timeless. Free idea. Love that. Love. Actually, there's more going on in the Bravo world. Oh. Summer House's star Lindsay Hubbard has broken her silence about her humiliating split from Carl Radke. So Lindsay sat down for an interview with Us Weekly and is mentioning it all. I feel like she could have gotten like a bigger exclusive, you know? Yeah, I wonder... um, she was at a rooftop and lounge. I don't know. She's on Weekly. There's some pics. She looks great. And she's talking about how she's been doing since the split. She said the first month she allowed herself to feel all of the feelings, go through the sadness, the pain, the whiplash. She said, I process things by talking about my emotions and my friends allowed me that space. She said the way that Carl handled everything was such an absolute betrayal of my trust. And when that happens, it makes it easier to pick yourself up and put yourself out there again. Yeah, I get that because it's like, oh, I'm so done with this person. They're not the person I thought they were. She also said she had no idea this was coming. She said every couple has normal arguments, but nothing that would have been so drastic as to break up. It was literally the last two weeks of summer that his demeanor and tone changed. There was a lot of combativeness and aggression on his end, and I was very confused. She said planning the wedding was high stress, plus we were filming all summer. I think people got in his ear, but it's not normal to call off a wedding because you had a couple of arguments. She said the breakup was absolutely humiliating. It would have been one thing if the conversation happened over the summer during the normal filming schedule, but for Carl to call up producers and then set up cameras and manipulate me into sitting down so he could break up with me after we'd already wrapped is scary. The whole world found out within 30 minutes of me. She said she had the most amazing group of girlfriends who rallied around her and supported her, including Danielle. They are very close again, but I think also some of the other girls in the summer house she said other girls yeah. were there for her. Um, and I don't know if everything she's saying is true, like then that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But there really are two sides to every story. And like I, I, I have such a hard time seeing this being the reality where like one day he wakes up, calls a camera crew and breaks up with her. You know, it's like the other things ha- had to have Well, happened. she said it was two weeks. I think they were arguing a lot, which is pretty normal for um, – Beyonce. Three months before a wedding. And maybe just to one person, it's like, okay, this is a normal amount of pre-wedding arguing and we're destined to be together. And for another person, it's like, this means no. Yeah. This means we shouldn't be I was together. Really, I was actually really shocked when they broke up. More shocked than them getting together and getting engaged. Everybody was so shocked there. We're moving so quick. Like none of that shocked me. This shocked me. Yeah, me too. It still shocks me. And I feel like I won't be able to come to terms with it until I watch the season like right now I'm reading this and being like get back together no it's literally no but once I watch the season I'm gonna be like never that's how I feel about every like relationship that at one point I loved like Lala and Randall now ugh, Mm -hmm. ugh, blech blech yeah that's such a good point I um I went to what it'll be like for them at BravoCon like they're still like co-workers yeah and she was also saying like it's hard because he was her best friend. Like, he, she not only lost her fiancé, but, like, that friendship is done. No, and yeah, she, like, really isolated herself, too. Everyone sort of, they isolated themselves, but everybody kind of, like, pushed them away. Yeah. 
So they were on an island of just them two and now they don't even have each other. I'm glad she's friends with Danielle again. And I feel like annoyed because them breaking up kind of validates everything Danielle was feeling. But I stand by like nobody has ever acted crazier or worse or has been more wrong than Danielle on this season of Summer House. Agreed. And Lindsay said um, in this interview that she still doesn't think they went too fast because when you create a friendship that we we had over eight years, you know this person, you know their quirks, flaws and boundaries. You bypass that getting to know you face. So I agree. Like something happened... Yeah. That summer. And maybe we'll see. Um, she also, You're saying it happened one it summer? It happened one summer. She said she gave the ring to her jeweler to sell. She needs to make up for all the lost money on the wedding. Like, she's just being, like, Ooh. real as fuck. That's real as fuck that she kept the ring. I don't know. Well, he broke up with her, so yeah, fuck you. I feel like the only really appropriate time to give, to give the ring back is, like... If you're calling if it you, off... If you're calling it off and like this guy's so in love with you and it's just like the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Or like if it's a family heirloom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be writing a book too. Love that for her. Monetize, girl. Capitalize on the moment. Yeah. So it's a very extensive interview. Check it out in Us Weekly. No stone left unturned. No stone left unturned. Are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. It's our fourth story. And you I'm feel ready. ready. Yeah. Speaking of Can Lions Awards... One of the best ads I've ever seen has just come out. Mean Girls cast has reunited for an epic Walmart shopping spot for Black Where Friday. Where have I been? I don't know. I watched this ad this morning. Claudia, it looks like the Mean Girls sequel that's coming out. It was so good and well-written. Everyone's in it except for Regina, of course. It, it, it What? Ha- yeah, but we knew that she like doesn't really fuck with them. But uh, Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Seyfried, Lacey Shabert, Daniel Franzis, who's Damien, and Rajiv mm-hmm. Surindra, who's Kevin G is in it. And they all have like their children. Okay, I'm watching it. Be yeah, quiet. watch it. Oh, it's two minutes long? It's worth it. You're not going to want it to end. And Wednesdays, we still wear pink. Oh, those are their kids. Shopping. This was deal shopping. <laughs> oh, this is good. Back to you, Jack. This is good. Kevin G. Kevin Jr. Okay, I will finish watching it later. Nobody needs to watch me watch the whole thing. But I love, first of all, high production value. I cannot believe Regina wasn't in it. That's really losery of her. It I'm sorry. is. If, like, I'm sorry. It's not like everyone in the crew is a big loser. Like, Lindsay Lohan. Amanda Seyfried? Amanda Seyfried. Like, come on. Do better. I agree. Rachel, she, do better. She probably didn't expect that it would be this good because most things aren't, especially if it's like, I don't know, the Walmart writers writing a commercial for Mean Girls. But, like, that lo- looks like a premise for the next movie. It's like Gretchen's daughter. You need to, like, keep watching. And then also what's exciting is they're going to keep releasing new commercials every Wednesday until their Black Friday <gasps> sale. So. Oh, uh, by the way, these girls are getting paid. Like, Hey, it's Walmart. It's multiple ads. It's the usage of like, you know, the mean girls IP. But I feel like the writing was so good and the premise was so good and they are doing a sequel. I wonder if this is the concept. It's like Gretchen's daughter is the new Regina. Katie is the guidance counselor. Katie Heron being the guidance counselor is the best thing. Like that was her story arc. Like, yeah. She, who who better to guide the kids than somebody who was so misguided? You yeah, know? no, and like Gretchen's like kids doing the TikTok dance, and she's like, yeah. them. it's really perfection. 
Oh, I love that. I'm, I can't get past the Rachel McAdams thing. It's so losery. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's losery, especially that it's so good and she's not a part of it. Yeah. No. And I'm sorry. Like Amanda, I, I would argue Amanda Seyfried is more highbrow actress, like out of the two of them. I think I would. I would only say no, because like Rachel has made me feel this way by not, by abstaining. Right. And I guess like she wasn't an Oscar nominated film. Spotlight. Spotlight. But I feel like Amanda Seyfried goes to the Oscars. Yeah. And I mean, she did Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't go to the Oscars. We've we've been down this road before. We have. Of like looking up what Amanda Seyfried has been in and, and assessing whether or not she's a big star. She's no, a big no, star. Like a A-list. Like fancy. Fancy. I just like, honestly, I love this. It's so well done. I agree. I can't wait to watch the whole thing. But it it makes me look at Rachel McAdams differently. It does. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, but it also reminds me towards the end of Mean Girls when, like, the three of them were hanging out without her. Mm-hmm. And she kind of, like, went and she became, like, a field hockey player. Maybe she's, you know, at the Olympics. Right. Oh. Maybe that's next Wednesday. <laughs> she should jump in. It's she should late. jump in. She'll probably get a couple yeah. mil. It probably is too late. I believe they've all been filmed. But she could do, like, something like Samantha Jones calling in on the phone. Remote, yeah. Remote. Where she's like a field hockey coach for her daughter's soccer team. And they're traveling the world. I love being a field hockey coach for a soccer team. (laughs) If anyone could do it, it's Regina George. Yeah, so that's some exciting ad news. Yeah, that's cute. It's nice when companies like make waves, not in the Super Bowl. Yeah, also you need to keep watching because it's also such a good ad for their Black Friday sale, which starts on Wednesday. I know everything about Walmart deals. By the way, it's Black Friday season. Did you see that meme going around like, hey, stores, we don't need any more flat screen TVs. Do the groceries. <laughs> yeah. It's just so it's true. It's so true. Kathy, Kathy Hilton posted that meme. That's why I saw That's it. That's really funny and really true. Do like, yeah. we need a... Do eggs. Do eggs. You know? Yeah. I made some um, egg bites yesterday. I'm sure you saw. I saw. Oh, did you get any trick-or-treaters? Uh, a few. Did you? I got... I got two and Ben, I was in the bath for one of them. So Ben answered the door. I missed one. How of was them. the experience? Honestly, extremely unpleasant. Why? Because I just ate all the candy. Yeah, that's the hard part. I didn't even have a good selection because the store was out of like the mixed bags because I was late. So what'd you get? I got like a bag of mini crunch bars, mini Hershey bars and mini Snickers. So only had three different types. Crunch bars. I was limited. People like them. I don't. No, the thing is they get away with a lot because you think that they're like good and crunchy and chocolatey, but they suck. No, let me tell you why they get away with a lot. Because they're a distant cousin of the Bunch of Crunch and Bunch of Crunch is still They're just like People riding are like, I'll do it in Bunch bar of Crunch coattails. A hundred percent. I feel like Crunch Bars, who's actually buying them? They only ever show up. But nobody. Yeah, and like especially the big nobody ones. Nobody seeks out a Crunch Bar. So I ate a lot of candy this Halloween and not even good candy. That's the worst. Like if I had eaten eaten like good Milky Ways, like good shit, I would have felt like, all right, you know what? I ate a shit ton of candy, but at least I enjoyed myself. I was like hating myself eating these Crunch Bars. Yeah, I understand. I'm sorry, Turdy Lou. It's a tale as old as time. Are you ready for what? In your opinion, when there's a big bowl of mixed candy, like what do you go for? What's the number one? Like what are you always looking for? I always Twix is my number one, and it's also very ubiquitous. It's pretty much in every bowl, so I'll always go for the Twix. I also love Almond Joy. 
And I like a milk dud. I feel like there's no better candy. Like Milky Way is the number one candy. And I feel like nobody agrees with me. Like I think a lot of people agree with you. I will never really electively eat a Milky Way or a Snickers until they're the last ones. And then I would eat the Snickers first and then the Milky Way. Wow. But it's always Twix first for me. Twix is always last for me. Have you ever seen the Milky Ways that are in the yellow packaging and it's just caramel? It's like extra caramel? Also like a pack of M&Ms I would grab. Uh, Always. I like a York peppermint patty. Eh, That's like a healthy candy. Do you know what I mean? Almond Joy and York, like those are like, that's like toxic diet almond mom type of shit. Three Musketeers is. Okay. I hear you, but I want to say good. A Three Musketeers they're so good. I was going to say, I like a Three Musketeers, but they're, since they're so airy, they are a little less caloric. And back to the Milky Way. So, of course, there's the tiny little fun size. Yeah. Then there's the smaller snack size. That is just the perfect size candy. Yeah, fun size. Like, honestly, I love a Milky Way. I don't think I could really finish the big one. Like, seriously, I need, like, three glasses of milk. Like, it's so dry. Yeah. Also, but then I feel like Milky Ways, they kind of have a surplus of Milky Way Midnights, which are not good. I'm so glad you're talking about the Milky Way Midnights. Because we need to fucking talk about it. Stop making them. Nobody's ever electively going for a Milky Way Midnight over a Milky Way regular. Stop making them it's basically just i don't know by the way i've never even had one it's just a milky way with dark chocolate it's midnight and it's wrong midnight it's disgusting uh mars that's probably the company stop stop milky way midnights are an industry plant no yeah they're fucking everywhere actually buying them i know that my bowl downstairs is yep. only the Milky Way Midnights are left because uh, nobody wanted oh, them. Also, I can't believe we've had this conversation because I'm also always going to go first for a Kit Kat. Obsessed. That we can agree Obsessed. on. That I think everybody can agree on. We'll meet at the Kit Kats. Have you ever been to uh, Hershey Park, like Hershey World, the factory? No, have you? Yeah. Oh, because I think you went to a camp where they took you, but I didn't go to that camp. It's one of the most magical places on earth. Like Disney adults, I'll never understand. Hershey adults, I understand. Hershey adults greater than? 100%. Hmm. Okay. Now it's time for our fifth and final story, which was a a turdy choice. Oh, I'm excited to talk about it. But the fifth and final story that was a turdy's choice is brought to you by Nine West. Did you know that? I didn't. The Nine West fabulosity is real. Sorry, I just messed it up. (laughs) Nine West is one of the world's most recognized brands. They define timeless feminine style and they translate to key trends. They translate key trends into wearable and attainable styles. So I feel like Nine West is one of those brands we've known forever. And it's just like always really solid for shoes, of course. But they also carry a bunch of other different things. But of course, we all know them for shoes. They are fashionable, on brand and culturally relevant. They embrace sisterhood. They inspire women everywhere to take on the world in style. So, of course, we know their footwear collections, which are fabulous. But they also carry apparel and accessories that are all so comfortable, so stylish, and made really well because they've got that Nine West stamp of approval, you know? Mm-hmm. Nine West also makes shopping for trends a lot easier with their Need It Now edit, which is also known as the Nine edit. They highlight key trends like Western style, boots, loafers, and more. I feel like boot trends at least for me like with tiktok and stuff like it's really hard to keep up but nine west does the work for you so you're on trend not late i'm like always late to trends it's so embarrassing um but nine west like really keeps me on my toes literally 
having me on trend in style all season long. For the perfect going out shoe, you can shop their F collection. The F stands for fierce and feminine. So visit ninewest.com and use code toast at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's N-I-N-E, not the number. N-I-N-E West. Dot com. Use code TOAST for 15% off your first order. Today's episode is also brought to you by KiwiCo. Unwrap inspiration with super fun science, technology, and art projects for your kids with KiwiCo. With nine different subscription options for kids of all ages and subjects, there's something for everyone. When you give KiwiCo, it's so much more than just a box of toys. It's the gift of discovery through hands-on experiences, giving kids the tools to learn about topics that they love from dinosaurs to rocket ships. So KiwiCo delivers seriously fun hands-on projects that inspire a lifelong love of learning. Their projects spark creative confidence for ongoing tinkering and experimentation. Sure, you can buy a robot, but isn't it way more fun to build one? And something I have learned about spending so much time with kids is that like, a toy is not enough. You know, you need to keep their attention for more than five minutes, and a toy is just not going to accomplish that. KiwiCo, their crates come, you build, you learn, you touch. It's just so many different things. It's an afternoon full of fun for you and for the kids. The day that the KiwiCo box arrives is going to start being your kid's favorite day of the month. There's something for kids of all ages, from infants and preschoolers to teens and beyond. There's no commitment with the subscription, so you can pause or cancel at any time. And they offer gifts with rich activities for kids of all ages. Give your kids the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections to the broader world. KiwiCo projects are designed by a team of educators, makers, engineers, and rocket scientists. They are real engineering, science, and art projects with high-quality materials. So discover hands-on fun with KiwiCo. Get your first month free on any crate line at kiwico.com slash toast. That's your first month free at kiwico.com slash toast. kiwico.com slash toast. Thank you, Turdy. You're welcome. Our fifth and final story, Turdy's Choice. It's a Turdy's Choice. Bum, 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 bum. DoorDash now warns you. It's a Turdy's Choice, Choice, Choice. It's Turdy's Choice. do, 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 do. DoorDash now warns you that your food might get cold if you don't tip. Orders without tips included ahead of time look less lucrative to drivers, meaning you might be waiting longer. So DoorDash has added a pop-up in its app this week warning customers that orders with no tip might take longer to get delivered. The pop-up says orders with no tip might take longer to get delivered. Are you sure you want to continue? Dashers can pick and choose which orders they want to do. Orders that take longer to be accepted by dashers tend to result in slower delivery. The move appears... Yeah, of course. If I was a DoorDasher, I wouldn't even fucking accept right. that one. The move appears to be an effort by DoorDash to show customers that drivers are likely going to prioritize more profitable work i mean duh duh no i was shocked when i found out that there on certain apps you can place your order put in a tip and then after the order is delivered you can change the tip to zero that's what people do to get their things prioritized like seriously those people should be banned they from should. the app uh, you should get like a few chances to be able to do that like what if your delivery experience was actually crap right um but if you do that like more than a certain amount of times in a certain period of time like you should be banned from the app 100 percent. 100 percent. because you know what ordering food is a privilege so if you are going to be placing an order for delivery you know that's more expensive than cooking at home you have to be prepared to tip your driver like i'm sorry you are vile you are disgusting and don't fucking do it yeah it shouldn't even be an option by the way like the absolute minimum that they charge you okay like if you want to be really cheap like five percent but there should be there you shouldn't even be allowed on any of these apps to do zero percent yeah so, and honestly, more of the apps should be doing this. I feel like a lot of these apps, whether it's like for like Uber rides or delivery, like they should have a more concerted effort to get their their drivers, whether it be for deliveries or just for, you know, trips 
there should be more of a, an effort on the platform to make it impossible to, to not do it. Yeah, too. for sure. I mean, it goes back to this bigger question about tipping in general, like tipping culture. Yes, I think that's a different especially thing. in this country is like out of control. Like people come here from other countries and they don't tip it like wait service in other countries because it's baked into the cost of whatever you're doing. And so it's a question of like, should the platform charge more and pay the drivers more? Okay. Or is it on people I, to tip? I mean, I, I'm i not one of these people who's doing $0 tips, so I like, but right. I feel for the people who aren't getting tipped and should it Duh. be on the platforms no. to pay their workers more? We live, we live in an insane tipping culture. I'm not, I don't think that this refers to that because this is a scenario where a person deserves to be tipped. You went grocery shopping, you did all the heavy lifting, you deserve a tip. Uh, the joke, running joke where they flip the iPad around after somebody brings you a cup of water. Like that is insane. Tipping culture has gotten so far out of control, but there are actual tasks, especially but, with all these apps when somebody does like right, a job but do for you. Do you think that it should be on the app like Instacart? Like the tip is baked into the Instacart fee, which should be more. That way no one gets no, screwed. No, I think, wait, say like, that again. If Instacart charged more for their services so that it, and it went to the- And then, and then they just paid a livable wage. Yes. To their drivers. I don't know because things like Instacart, somebody doing grocery shopping for you, like that's that's like a typical thing. You know, like they're, I, I can't explain it. It's like, yeah, to me that's like a typical job. But I guess a world in which like restaurants paid all their staff a nice hefty sum, yeah. salary, and you don't tip it. Like to me, that makes sense. But somebody doing your grocery shopping for you, that's like a, like they're doing you a favor almost. Like you tip someone who's doing you a favor. Yeah, but I feel like you could always still add tip, add more tip, but then it makes it so yeah. that if the person got no tip, which is so crazy to do no unfathomable. And that makes it so that even if they did get zero tip, like they still got paid decently for the And I'm work. sorry, if you can't afford to tip, then you shouldn't be ordering. Yeah. It's not right. No, it's not. No, I don't know what the answer is for tip culture, honestly. Like I, there are parts that are like so crazy. The arguments can be made um, for both both ways. But then it's yeah. like, but then when the company winds up charging you more, they wind up taking more. The thing about the tip no, is that the 100% that's like of it goes to the person. Right. So even if- So it's even really, if, the companies are corrupt. Yeah, even if Instacart was like, okay, we're going to charge you a 15% service fee and that's going to be the tip. So don't worry about tipping. Like, would they give the whole 15% to the driver? Probably not. Nah, no. It's by the way a big portion of the fault co goes on the yes. companies. But 100%. company's gonna company, you know? Right, right. We still have to be decent human right. beings. You know, I see shit like this all the time, like um, dash cam or ring doorbell footage of like somebody, like a, a DoorDash driver coming back and being like, "You took my tip away." I literally carried like cases of water for you like it's disgusting it's disgusting taking the tip away is so crazy at least if you're gonna do zero then submit it as zero and and see if anybody yeah. bites you get what you pay for yeah no more more of these types of companies should be doing more things like this like oh you're not gonna tip that's fine Good luck getting someone to agree to take your, your task yeah, on. Yeah, and you really shouldn't be able to edit the tip down. You should be able to edit it Without, up. like, tangible proof. Like, no, it's like if they went and they picked out all rotten berries and bright, you know what I mean? Right. Like, 
Right, or like cracked all your eggs. Right, so like you should be able to send pictures and you can, Get and a you refund. can bring your tip down. But like it shouldn't be so easy. No, even like if somebody like gets the wrong thing for me, like I never bring the Ever. tip down. Like they still no, tried. To, they still no, tried. It would have to be like seriously an intentionally horrible experience where it took hours. All my berries had mold on them. They bought the... Th- no, but even if my products were bad, I would ask for a on refund the from the store. But I wouldn't take someone's tip away. Like I'm sorry, they, nobody intentionally goes out of their way to hurt me uh, via yeah, groceries. I would get a refund you know? on the product, which they typically do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, people like are really disgusting. Yeah. No, this is why we can't have nice things. It is a privilege to order food. Yep. Or groceries. And you have to be prepared to pay the piper. All right. Are you ready for tear toasters? I'm really excited about them. Okay. Tear toasters is our weekly advice segment where we do three submissions. You can email us deartoasters at gmail.com or you can go to our website, thetoastpodcast.com. There's a submission box. They're both totally anonymous. We do three submissions a week. We just try to help the girlies you know, with what they're going through. And I think today will be no different. Mm-hmm. Ready? Hey, girlies. I think I did something really bad. Am I the asshole? I created a hinge for my brother without him knowing. He is in a relationship. No one likes the girl, not even my brother. He's too nice and doesn't want to hurt her feelings and break up with her. He's tried a few times, but she cries and he chickens out. Last year, the girlfriend asked to move in with him to save money on rent. She's also a bartender and he lives closer to where she works. Our parents and friends do not like her personality and they don't think she's very friendly or fun to be around. I made the hinge for him to see if there are any better options out there for him. I'm also hoping one of her friends finds the hinge and it causes a fight between them. I know this is wrong, but my fear of having this girl in my life and family is scarier. Help. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, he needs to man up, really. You can't... No, I know. Like, grow up. Yeah, like, you can't, like, do everything for him. If he wants to be in a miserable relationship, like, because he's too chicken shit to break up with her, like, then this is what he deserves. Like, you... People have to make their bed and lie in it, really. Yeah, and, like, I'm all for helping people, but, like, if somebody can't even help themselves, like, okay, but I know you would sooner live with a person who like makes you unhappy because you're like, can't break up with them. Like seriously grow up. Right. You would, you would sooner pay their rent instead of having an uncomfortable conversation. Even though you'd rather live in an uncomfortable life than have an uncomfortable conversation. Grow up. Like, sorry. So I don't really care what you do. If you, if you overstep, if you understep, like he has to figure this out for himself. Yeah. No, I think you would be doing him more of a service by telling him to grow a pair than doing everything for him. But I understand, like, for a sibling, you want to do everything yeah, for them. Yeah, and it's like, fun. You, you could show care. him, like, girls on Hinge that he could be... But he needs to help himself. Like, you can't live his life for him. I believe it was the great Gracie Lou Freebush who once said, people care about people that care about themselves. That's an interesting quote. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, it, she says it at the beginning, and it's actually, like, it was supposed to be emblematic of how far Gracie had fallen from herself. Like, people... She was basically saying, like, you need to take care of, like, your looks and stuff because people care about people who care about themselves. And it was really, um, and then that little girl she told it to repeated to her at the end of the movie, and Gracie's like, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. So it's, like, bad advice. Yeah, no, it was, it was this, that quote is kind of the the invisible string of the whole whole film that really highlights how far Gracie, like, she fell into pageant culture and she started caring about the wrong things. But I just feel like that makes the movie seem like it's bad I'm not. I'm not here for the genesis the, for the evolution of the quote. Also, it could be spun in a more positive way. Like people care about people who care about like self care. You know, I want to care about someone who has worked on themselves. Yeah. No, you could spin the the quote for sure. Fun. 
So yeah, it, you're not doing anything like crazy wrong because this relationship obviously is, is moronic. However, like if you really want to help your brother, like you can lead a fish to water. You what's you can lead a horse to water. But you can't make him drink. Right. Yeah. No, that wasn't really the quote I was saying. The quote I was saying, teach no, a man. No, no. A, you're, right, you're, you're right. What's the one with fishing? Yeah, if you uh, catch, uh, like buy a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he will eat for a lifetime. But that's yeah. not, doesn't apply here. The first one did. No, I think the second one applies better. Um, no. Like you could do all the work for him, like get him the girlfriend, do, great. Or you could teach him how to be a normal human being and the whole rest of his life no, you won't have you to keep doing this for him. him no, I like water, the fish. But you can't make him drink. Claudia. No, I like the fish one. She's doing too much for him. She, and she's not doing the right thing. Sound off in the comments. Which limerick applies? I think my limerick is better. They're for real. I hope people see that. They're both yours. The, I'm telling you, trust your oh. instinct. No, I hope people see that the second one is better. For real. Okay, the ready? second one is a better limerick in general. No. I think it is a better life lesson, but the first one applies more heavily to this situation. I don't agree. Sign up in the comments. That's right, a next great way Jackson to Turney. resolve conflict. Sound off in the comments. Yeah. Love you guys so much. I'm a lonely recent college grad. Listening to you guys makes me feel like I'm with my friends. My boyfriend and I have been together for a while. He's a total pijam. But last night I discovered a red flag. He doesn't like body hair. I'm a very hairy girl and he touched my leg last night and pointed out my leg hair and also the hair in other places I had when we were hooking up the night before. I'm not one of those girls who doesn't shave. This was like after four days of not shaving and my hair just grows fast. The next day I asked him if body hair bothers him and he said yes. And I said, hypothetically, if I stopped shaving, he said we would need to have a serious talk. This is so off-putting to me. It just seems immature that he's turned off by body hair. Is this a cause for concern or should I just shave more and let it go? It is immature. And there are some people yeah. who are like weird about body hair. And then there are also people who are hairy. And I just like wouldn't say those two people should be together. But I don't think this is something you need to break up over. But you don't want to always be feeling self-conscious. You don't want to always be having to shave your legs. You don't want to have to get laser because your weird boyfriend doesn't like body hair. No, I mean, like, leg hair? Who's even looking at your legs? Like, for him to notice that, like, he really needs to grow yeah, up. Yeah, but he's, like, he's not, he probably won't in any, you know, timely fashion. And you don't want to always be self-conscious about it. So, I don't know what to tell you. If you really like him. You know, like, conceptually, like, I just don't feel like you should have to shave your I know, but then, By the way, but then I, my hair grows fast, too. But then he's too. always, like, no, but you're not a hairy person. Like, there are people who are hairy, and you're not a hairy person. No, but my hair grows fast. Like, if I need to have, like, hair-free legs, I got to shave every For sure, days. but, like, even when your hair comes in, it's, like, probably thin. And even if you ran your... It's really not. No, you're not. not hairy. You don't know what it's like to be hairy. I mean, neither do I. No, that's true. But I just know that that's people true. have got hairy problems. Yeah. And there's a difference, of course, between being hairy and being someone who embraces hair, which is not something I'm ever no, going to do. No, no. I mean, if you want this relationship to work and you don't want him always like, you don't want to worry what he's thinking about you, like, sure, get lasered. But I just like don't like the idea of getting like cosmetic procedures, not at your own accord, not like on your own accord, but yeah. because of a desire, but because of, like someone else is making you feel insecure. Yeah. But then like I, I would want you to sit down with him and be like, listen, fuck off, yada, yada, you're being immature. But then and maybe he would shut up about it. But then like you would get in your head like every time you're with him being like, oh, my God, is he staring at my eyes? Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> it's not no, good. it's not good. I just feel like you guys have like different values on this one thing. And it's like weirdly going to keep coming up. Yeah. 
Like he should be with someone else who doesn't like hair, who's already lasered. Right, right. Maybe someone with alopecia. Maybe. Because he's so extreme, like, okay. No, I like this kind of, like, actually bothers if, me. And I'm going to say something crazy. I think you should break <laughs> up with him, like, for real. <laughs> like, can you? Because it's, it's about a bigger I, thing. No, you know I, I mean? agree. So, like, let's try and find other reasons why the breakup is a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, this is just, like, one small morsel. Yeah. It can't be just this. If the relationship is perfect otherwise, stay with him. But I just know that it's not. No, I know, because this is emblematic of larger issues. Agreed. I'm loving the word emblematic today. You're emblematic. No, you are. <laughs> okay, are you ready for our third ready. and final? A little bit longer. Ready. Jackson Turd, I really need your advice. I'm a longtime toaster, first-time writer. I'm getting married in September, and I have some family drama. My mom and I are incredibly close, and when we lost my dad three years ago, we really leaned on each other. My mom has now started dating a guy, and that alone has been super painful, but as much as I selfishly want my mom to stay home, knit, and be alone forever, I do want her to be happy. I know no other man will be a pee-jom like my dad, so I'm kind of happy that she has someone to spend time with. The issue is, my mom's boyfriend of literally three months wants to come to the wedding. I have not yet met this man. I do not know this man. She has brought it up multiple times that she wants to bring him and feels like she will be, quote, alone at the wedding without him. I want her to have fun and support her dating, but I draw the line at her bringing him. It is already an extremely sad situation with my dad not being able to be there and adding this man being there will make me too emotional on the day. Be honest with me and let me know if I'm a wench for not letting her bring him. I don't think you're a wench. You're entitled to your feelings. There's a lot at play here. I would, but I don't think you can see the situation because you're so in it and you're so emotional. So we're going to give you two outside perspectives. I think you should let your mom bring him. Like she wants to have a dancing partner. I think her being alone all night would make her sad and just make her constantly aware that she lost her husband. Meanwhile, she has a nice man who she gets along with and he can't be there. Certainly don't have him in pictures. He shouldn't be acting like he's, you know, father of the bride, but like she wants someone to to have on her arm. And I think that that's really fair and it doesn't replace place your dad and you know he's no and weddings are like really made for yeah like it's like the the dancing and just everything and and it's her daughter's wedding and she'll never feel more acutely aware of her loneliness than if she's alone at your at your wedding like you are getting married like you are moving forward and yeah I think and what she should stay alone because it'll make you feel better there are people like it's like okay if he brings if she brings the boyfriend, like, that will make me sad. If she doesn't bring the boyfriend, like, that will make her sad. And I'm the type of person that's, like, I'd rather shoulder that sadness and deal with it. Like, I'd rather you be happy and me, like, not but, get my but way. But by the way, I don't agree that, it like, bringing the boyfriend would make the toaster she sad. She said it would. Wouldn't the toaster, but wouldn't the toaster be sad seeing her mom be sad yeah, and alone? That, Isn't yeah, that that's more how, sad? Like, I would feel. And regardless of how you slice it, like, there will be a, a gap, you know, on the day, like, that your dad, he's not going to be there no matter what, at least let your mom have a little bit of joy. Like she's expressed that she wants him to be there. Like, I think she should have him there. Yeah, I think absolutely this man needs to come. I don't think, your feelings are totally valid, but you're only really seeing it through your lens of like your experience, your dad, your wedding. This was also your mom's husband. Think about the person you're marrying. Like that was it for your mom. I think like, actually I'll be, honestly, I'm not trying to be mean, I really will be disappointed in you if you don't let your mom bring the boyfriend. You, you yeah, it's to. just no matter how you slice it, your dad's not going to be there. I feel like you like need to accept that. And so if there's going to be this person that, you know, is going to spin your mom on the dance floor all night, great. What, you'd rather see, and make you'd rather her, happy? see her sitting alone while you're living your best life and on your happiest day of your life? So true. It's so true. I think you need to have a little bit... Um, 
I feel like this happens with grief sometimes. Like you're so focused on your own grief that you can't see out of it and you don't see how like other people, like, yeah, he was your dad, but he was your mom's husband, you know? And that's, that's a val her experience is valid too. And if this is going to make her feel better, like you have to, I'm sorry, you have yeah. to. You have to. Please let me know if you let your mom bring the boyfriend. Yeah. And oh, and if you've written into Dear Toasters in the last couple of months, weeks, years, whatever, and we've given you advice and you have an update for us, good, bad, ugly, uh, we don't care. Write us an update. Don't leave us hanging. Don't take our advice and like not tell us what happened, okay? Send the update in the email title to Dear Toasters. At By the way, you are going to be so busy on your wedding day, you won't even notice whether he's there or not. The only person who's going to really notice is your mom. Yeah, it's so true. So that's that. Thank you guys so much for writing into Dear Toasters and thank you for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're uh, watching this on YouTube, fucking subscribe oh, wow. and give this video a thumbs up and but leave a comment. But if you could have The Toasters take any one action, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on podcast, follow us on Instagram. Let's not get into our personals because I don't want to, I don't want to fight with you. But what would you, what's most the priority? It's one of the hardest questions you've ever asked me. I think I would take a podcast subscription. No. You know what I would take? Become a patron. Patreon.com slash the toast. We actually dropped an episode yesterday. Club, we didn't even talk about it. Oh, yeah, we did. We did a we podcast did. episode two days ago. And it, the, the premise for the episode was Naggy Bitch Wife, where we were going to read your Naggy Bitch Wife submissions, which we did towards the end. But we mostly just, like, talked about ourselves and what's going on with us. I feel like we hadn't done, like, a catch-up in a while. So it was actually really nice to catch up. It kind of felt like what our podcast episodes would sound like if you and I did a weekly, regular podcast, just like everybody else that wasn't, like, a where pop we just, culture like, talk, show. It was just, like, two Talking gals. about our lives. You're talking about your apartment. Yeah. Your husband, I was talking about my ankle. Um, I don't have time to go to the yeah. doctor. So if anyone could just, like, take a look at my ankle. Jackie, a lot of think people it's broken. Um, think your ankle's Would broken. Would I be able to walk if my ankle was broken? Does it hurt when you walk? Not when I walk specifically. Like, it's, I'm aware of it. If I turn it in certain ways. You could have just like a very minor fracture, like in your, like it doesn't have to be completely Listen, shattered. I really, like, I don't have the time to go to a doctor. You have to go to like a city MD and just Can get an look? x-ray. What is it? What do you think? Doctors, please head over to YouTube. It's swollen. It's a little purple and yellow. Um, is my ankle broken? <laughs> so, and she had like, she had snapped it in a grassy field. She like I ankle my ankle. snapped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you. Sound off we're also available. In the comments, is my ankle broken? <laughs> We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast, leave a five star review. I had a beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing, incredible Wednesday hump day. We are back in studio tomorrow. I just want to say the purpleness is go has like really gone away. It's more of a yellow green. Does that mean that it wasn't broken? Sound off in the comments. Love ya. Bye. <laughs>